Hey, and welcome to this week's episode of the Your Pet Business Content Your Way podcast. This is a special episode and I'm recording it on the day after the Small Business Sunday event, which is a big event hosted every year by Theopathetis from Dragon's Den. I went to the event yesterday, it was a big conference, there was about 50 pet business owners who all met up, we had a really brilliant time and I wanted to share my takeaways from the event which I think you will find helpful whether you wrap the event or not. I know if you were there you will have different takeaways and different interpretations and different things will have stood out to you but I wanted to share what really stood out to me as a small business owner um, and to put out a special episode of the podcast, really, because I think Theopathetis and everything around SBS really does embrace the spirit of the Your Pet Business Content Your Way podcast, because it is all about doing things your way, stepping away from all the things that you get told you should be doing, doing things differently, not being afraid to, um, you know, just follow your heart, follow your gut, follow your in- intuition and be be different. So. In this episode, what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk you through what Small Business Sunday is all about. Um, And so you can, if you want to be a part of it, then you can find out more and you can go and um, apply to be a winner, go and get involved. Um, And I'm also going to share with you my 10 takeaways from the event. Um, And I guess to start this podcast, I just want to give a massive, massive shout out and thank you to, um, to all of the pet business owners who were there. We had a really, really brilliant time. It was so lovely to meet up, be in a room with one another um, and, you know, chat laugh hear how people are getting on um, and just feel feel part of something feel that sense of belonging feel that you're not alone because it is hard running a small business isn't it and it was touched on quite a lot um in the event as well so yeah i just wanted to say that first of all and also secondly a massive massive shout out to the small business sunday community um and everything behind small business sunday as well because you literally go to this event and it just reminds you why you do what you do and it literally feels like Theo and the small business community and all of the everything that it represents that particularly Theo though just kind of put an arm around you and tell you that everything's going to be okay and that is the thing that you come away from it with you come away feeling with your passion reignited and feeling like yeah things are going to be okay things are hard out there you know running a business is tough it's not easy it's not for the faint-hearted but things will be okay so let's kick off with what is the Small Business Sunday Winners event? Well, it's a conference that Theopathetis puts on every year for his Small Business Sunday Winners. Small Business Sunday started in his kitchen on a Sunday night back in 2010. Theo was planning his week and he was chatting to his wife, who he calls Mrs P, about how many small businesses will be doing the same. He'd sit there on a the Sunday and map out his week and what he'd be doing. And yes, he's a multimillionaire entrepreneur. He's got, you know, he's just, you know, a huge, huge um, name in the business world. But every Sunday night, like many of us, he sits there with his pen and paper and plans out what he's going to do that week and he was talking about small businesses and you know what it takes and he had the light bulb moment that to give them a bit of a boost he would give them a shout out on his social media channels and what he did was he went to twitter and he asked people to put themselves forward and he said i'm going to pick six businesses every week out of the people who put themselves forward and tell them tell me about their business and why they should be a small business sunday winner and i'm going to retweet them to my network and that's going to give them a boost and that's where it all started back in 2010 in this kitchen um, which I imagine is a very fancy kitchen and from then on every Monday he shares his winners so every Monday at 8pm he shares his six small business Sunday winners with his followers Um, he picks three every week from Twitter three every week from Instagram Um, small business Sunday you can enter it from I think it's from five o'clock till 7 30 on a Sunday night and then he closes the entries and then he will go through all of the people who've entered and told them told him about their business he'll pick the winners and announce them on the Monday what I will do is I'll link to 
an episode um, which tells you all about Small Business Sunday, where you can find out all of the information. It goes into more detail um, about how to take part. But that is the essence of what it's all about. And then he so he shares the winners with his followers and that gives them a brilliant, um, you know, it's a brilliant shout out. He shares them with his network and they then become part of the Small Business Sunday family or network or community, however you want to see it. There's now over 4,000 businesses who are part of that now. And as a winner um, and being in the community, it has a lot of benefits, including an invite to the Small Business Sunday event each year. The other thing that you have is you have, um, you become part of the Facebook group, the Facebook community, and in there are trusted um, professionals. So if you need your website doing, you'll be able to find somebody to do that in there. If you need, um, you know, graphic design, there'll be somebody who can help you there. There's like just great network of people you can tap into um, and, yeah, and get support from inside of um small business sunday and being one of his winners and the biggie though is the event it's just such a brilliant brilliant event and like i say you know you just learn so much um and just get so much support so i'm going to go through some of the things that happened at the event some of my takeaways um, there was there's so much that i can't talk about i mean it was a full day long event this podcast will probably be about 30 minutes so i can't give it justice but i just wanted to go over a bit of an overview um of what i took from it um, yeah, my 10 key takeaways, which I think I hope will, you'll find helpful too. So the first thing that really jumped out was when, um, I'm going to try and pronounce it, but his name is Cipros Cipriano, and he is the CEO of the Theopathetis Retail Group. And he opened the event and he was talking about what a year it's been um, for small businesses. He talked about, you know, um, we've had the cost of living crisis. We've got, we've got wars going on. Um, we've had inflation being all over the place. Um, we're still recovering from lockdown. We are still, um, you know, we're still navigating Brexit. And that's obviously having a big impact on small businesses. And he talked about, you know, how small businesses, we're all still here. We're all keeping going. Um, and he shared a quote from the 1980s Rocky movie. And it was, it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward, how much you can take and keep moving forward. And that's a quote from Rocky Balboa in the Rocky movies. And he said that that epitomizes small businesses and the attitude that we have to keep going, to keep working, to keep focusing and keep getting up and going the distance. It can often feel like you know, as it, as it said in that quote, that you keep getting knocked down and you keep staggering back up and it's like, gosh, what's going to happen next? What, you know, what other setback is there going to be? Is there going to be? Um, but, you know, the fact is you keep going, you keep getting up and you keep going the distance. So that was my first takeaway, to keep getting up. There will always be setbacks, but keep getting up. Um, and that's what makes you, um, you know, that's, that's what being a small business is all about, isn't it? So after um, after Cipros opened the um, event, Theo comes on stage, and as I said before, he 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 sets up this event because he wants to celebrate small business. He wants you to feel good. He wants to give you a boost. And like I say, it feels like he literally puts his arms around everybody in the room and says, "You know, you're doing okay. You, you know, keep going." He talked about um, in the opening speech. He talked about it being a great feeling running a business, but also a scary feeling because it's all on you and it can be a lonely place as well and that's why um, SPS and the community and being in a supportive community a community is so important um one thing the first thing that stood out for me and um, from theopathetis which is my second takeaway I've got 10 altogether is to stop and sense check okay so stop and sense check what you're doing um, in your business and the activities that you are involved in so things are changing rapidly and we need to regularly ask ourselves about the activities that we're doing in our business. You know, it might be a social media platform. It might be a collaboration. It might be, um, an, you know, an advertising platform. It might be an activity that you do regularly. And it's a good 
it's a, it was a really good reminder to stop and ask yourself, is this working for me now? So something that might have worked for you really well in 2018 might not work quite so well for you in 2023. And it's about uh, 2024 even. And it's about looking at those activities and working out, are they the right things for today? Are they the right things for tomorrow? And deciding you know, what you will keep doing and what you might um, stop. The other thing that he talked about as well, which was really interesting, was um, small business winners' accomplishments um, and what people have achieved in the community and how they fly in the face of the data that we're seeing from official reports about small businesses struggling. He shared a statistic, and this was um, taken from a report um, and a study um, into his community of over 4,000 businesses, um, and it found that 65% of winners grew their business in 2023, which was a really tough year. 56% of winners are looking to actively grow in 2024, and it also found that 25% have a turnover of um, £100,000 or more. And he did say, you know, it's not been an easy year. So those figures really do, um, you know, speak volumes for the kind of people who he has in this community and, you know, the grit and the resilience to keep on going. Um, my third takeaway, this was also from Theo's talk, was about, you know, not being afraid to change. He talked about how, how he talked about how to be resilient and the key things he said around being resilient are to um, adapt your business, so adapt to change um, and to, you know, how the world is moving forward, to create new lines or new offers, depending on what it is that you do. And he also talked about not being afraid to disrupt um, and try new things and disrupt your sector. Um, one of the things he talked about on stage as well was a new um, a new offer that he's created inside of Ryman, which is his stationary, tra- stationary chain. Um, they have a brilliant new um, thing where you can basically do print-on-demand greeting cards and um, they're personalised, so like Moonpig and other brands, but you will go onto the Ryman app, you can create a personalised greeting card and then you can go into the shop and pick it up within 60 minutes. So yes, it's like uh, Moonpig where it's personalised but it's also where you can have it in your hand within 60 minutes um, the face of this new brand is Dashi who is a Dash hound and obviously Theo is a big uh, dog lover um, and he was talking about that and about how you know they'd looked at what they could do at Ryman what could they what could they do differently and they had this idea about a personalised greeting card that you can get in your hand um, so you can you know go and give it to that person you can go and write in it but it's still personalised to them it's something really different um, and that's them you know a brand that's over 100 years old being disrupted and doing things differently trying new things so that was a really really good example as well um, my fourth takeaway was in theo's words plan 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 um so do always be planning do always be looking forward um theo said this on stage he said if there's one really important thing that i want you to take away it is to plan and to look forward he talked about how that was how sbs started at the beginning you know him sitting in his kitchen planning out his week ahead um, and then bringing everybody else into this wonderful community that he's created and and that really jumped out for me you know i've got a forward planning membership and i know some people might look at it and think oh what's the point in that and you know plan this and plan that and what a load of rubbish that is but the fact is is you do need to plan ahead you do need to be thinking about what you're doing the month ahead or the, the quarter ahead or the the year ahead planning is really important if theo's saying it then you know that's i'm, I'm really pleased that, that my concept of having a forward planning membership and community has been validated by somebody you know of his amazing status um he used a really good quote from Simon Sinek. Um, which is focus on where you're going and you'll know the steps to take focus on the steps you're taking and you won't know where you're going so if you're just thinking okay I want to um, you know I want to grow this holiday cottage business and I know that some of the steps will be getting PR and using social media where you're going is growing the holiday cottage I'm using my own business as an example there I know the steps that it's going to take to grow to make that happen if I'm just mindlessly posting on social media 
I'm just taking the steps. I don't know where I'm going. Um, so yeah, I thought that was a really good quote there. Focus on where you're going and you'll know the steps to take. Focus on the steps you're taking and you won't know where you're going. And that's a quote for Simon Sinek. Um, the next section of the um, of the event was around AI and they had um, two brilliant people from Google, Kirsty Kavanagh and Daryl Partridge, um, give a great presentation about AI. Now, a few people I spoke to said that was like, whoa, a little bit over my head. Um, and it was fast. There was a lot in there. There was a lot of stats. It was really, really fascinating. Um, and yeah, it was, you know, there was a lot of information in there. What my takeaway from that was, um, was in my list of takeaways, I put use AI as an inspiration um, and not, you know, don't use it to do everything for you. But the other takeaway that I had from that was, you, I, I see a lot of people running away from AI. I feel like AI is something that we need to be running towards and we do need to be seeing it as inspiration, but we do need to be running towards it and getting your head around it. There's a lot of free um, resources out there um, around AI and Google have got a lot of free resources um, in their Google Gar Google Digital Garage program, which is accessible. They have um, pop-up events all over the country. So go and have a look at Google Digital Garage. I'll put a link in the show notes for this episode um, where you can go and find out more about it. But AI is definitely something that we should be using as inspiration not for everything um, and something that we should be running towards and not running away from because it isn't going anywhere and it's here to help us i think it's really interesting that we're, we're fine with you know using our ai as you know um you know on an alexa or um you know on a google home but when we think about using it for our content people feel like it's cheating or it's wrong or it's bad or it's going to look terrible but you know again using it as inspiration um is going to just help make your life a bit easy easier um the stats that they shared um, were that said they done um, they done some research and they found that seventy percent of businesses wanted to know would love to use know how to use AI in their business. Okay, so seventy seventy seven percent of people would love to know how to use AI in their business, and eighty percent would do a free course on AI. So people are interested, but it is about like grabbing the ball by the horns and going and learning about it, going and using the resources that are out there. They talked about AI as an overview about you know how it gets rid of the blank page and frees up your time to be creative. They talked about it being a really powerful tool, but it create it. But what it creates depends on you and your expertise. They talked about you know putting you know rubbish in, rubbish out. If you put crap in, you're going to get crap out. So what you put in there, if you put if you're putting good information in there, if you're putting useful information in there, it's going to really learn. It's going to learn about you, learn about your business, and it's going to give you decent output. Um, but as I say, you know, AI is it, it's something that can be there to support you. Um, it's a new tool that you can use, a relatively new tool. Um, you can use for inspiration. Um, you can teach it. Um, you can give it the data. And, you know, you can get your, all of your brand basics together and work with AI. You can measure your goals and set benchmarks. One of the things that they shared was um, that campaigns that they've done um you know via google ads they were using ai had 18 percent more conversions than non-ai based campaigns so basically by putting all of this customer data in brand data and all of these other really interesting things that they were feeding into it and getting an 18 percent more conversion rate which is a lot isn't it it's really fascinating they talked about a learning life cycle around ai so you have to keep guiding it and combining it combining it with your business knowledge and they also talked about experimenting as well to keep trying be prepared to get things wrong but do keep trying with it 
Theo literally got on stage and said, you know, I'm really chuffed with what you said there because I think it's what people need to hear. And his ex- his direct quote was, use AI as inspiration. It's not a word-for-word cut-and-paste job. It's inspiration. But you can definitely use this as a tool which will really speed things up for you in your business and make your life easier, particularly with content um, content creation as well. Again, don't just get it to write everything for you. You have got to be working with it. There was a brilliant woman called Susan Bonner who talked um, – what she said really stood out she is the founder of the british craft house and it is a um, community and platform for handmade and small businesses um in the in the craft space and she was just amazing her talk was about from business idea to a million pound turnover she's an sbs winner as well she started out she was an air traffic controller in the navy um, and then when she had her family she um, set up a company called dotty designs making greeting cards and gifts Um, And it was, you know, for the other people who were in the forces. um, Sorry, she was in the RAF, not the Navy. Why have I put Navy? Anyway, she was in the RAF and she was making greeting cards and gifts for other people, other other, um, families in the RAF um, to, you know, give to their families um, and partners and children um, when she had kids. And she went on Etsy. She put her products on Etsy, but she felt like she couldn't be seen or be visible enough because it was such a big marketplace. So she, what she did was she rounded up some other sellers on Etsy and she set up... um, she set up a, a little community and it was all for free at first um, called British Crafters. And it started off with 12 of them and they would all meet and chat and collaborate and support one another and, um, you know, give each other shout outs. And then it grew and grew and grew. Um, she set up these collaborative Facebook, Instagram, X accounts. It might, not, it might have even been before Instagram, to be honest with you, because it was quite early on. Um, and she would showcase other craft businesses. And it ended up growing to a community of over 40,000 craft businesses. And what she found was, um, you know, she'd spotlight the brands, spotlight these craft brands on the pages that she built. And because she built the trust, they made loads of sales. Um, And, you know, it was absolutely amazing. It was, you know, like a Theo shout out for these small businesses. Um, But what she said was, I was making magic for other people and creating the sales for them, but I wasn't making any money myself. I wasn't making any money myself. And she had this light bulb moment to build her own platform. So, my sixth takeaway is that you have to make money. Like it's really important, um, particularly as somebody who runs a community myself. It's nowhere near on the scale as British crafters, but you know, I I do need to make money as well. And I do. Um, it did really. It was a bit of a wake up call listening to her. Um, somebody did talk about you know setting up something similar around ethical pet businesses, which is what I've tried to do with my membership, um, and have a community where people um, get support and a platform, which is my pet blog, where you know they can be showcased but it's been really really hard it's just me um i don't have you know i don't have investment i don't have loads of money or anything like that but i have tried to do that but the really um the thing that took really really took away from this since susan was about you do have to make money um and i have tried to um build something that is affordable inside of my membership my pets get visible membership where people get the support um and they have that community and they have the content inspiration uh, the coaching and everything else but that is my way of you know making a living from the, the support that I give, um, including this podcast and the other free resources that I create. As she said, you know, you have to make money. It's all very well helping other people, but you do have to make money yourself. So she had this idea to build a platform for British crafters. Um, and she created, you know, this platform that will be a trusted place for people to go and find handmade products um, that were made here in the UK. And, it, and she had this idea and it was kind of spinning around and percolating, but it wasn't really going anywhere. It was feeling quite overwhelming. And she heard Tom Hunter at SBS in a fireside chat um, say that you can overcome every obstacle. 
and she had this idea spinning around in her head and she said it was literally like everything everyone else had faded away and he was just talking directly to me and she said the next day she went for a run she was out on her 18 mile run training for the london marathon she came back she wrote the business plan in her head came back sat down put it all down on paper and then she started the british craft house platform nine months later so that would have been you know in 2020 or just coming into 2020 um she you know there was a lot of bumps in the road uh, the website company that she started with um, and her parted ways at, at the beginning of lockdown um just as people were spending on handmade and she was, you know, they were all stuck at home. It was a perfect time for her. Luckily, she was able to have somebody from SBS step in um, to go and help her. And there was a company called Dorset Tech who stepped in. They saved her website and they saved her brand um, and saved a lot of other brands as well. And it now has a million pound turnover. Um, So listening to her was was just absolutely amazing, really, really inspirational. And one of the things that she said as well is, you know, sometimes you have to say yes to things, even when it's huge and scary. Um, And yeah, that's just something that we that we all need to um, remember, don't we? Say yes to things, even when it feels huge and scary. That's my seventh takeaway. There were three other really fantastic people who talked on a panel and they were on the on the NatWest panel and they were talking about paving the way to success. just to step ahead and leaving the ladder down for you. This was really fascinating. There was um, three amazing entrepreneurs who have achieved huge things. Um, There was Absolute Collagen founder Maxine Laceby, um, Spice Kitchen founder Sanjay Agwal, and Naturally Tiwa skincare founder Shalom Lloyd, and they all talked about their individual brands um, and, you know, how they they grew through the NatWest Accelerator um, and how they took, you know, an idea, a light bulb moment to grow. Um, and again, you know, saying yes to things when it felt huge and scary was a big thing in their talk as well. And um, they were just absolutely fascinating. And they achieved what, what they've achieved great things um, from, you know, turning over a £30 million business to getting an MBA, um, you know, via the, net, via the support from the NatWest Accelerator and lots of other people as well. But that was really all about the NatWest Accelerator and what that had done for them. What I will do is, um, share a link to a podcast I've done about the NatWest Accelerator program in the show notes as well. I did an interview with um, Sophie, who was my um, coach in the NatWest Accelerator, all about that. So you can go and find out more about that. As I said, this is this is just a short episode giving you an overview um, of what SBS was all about, but I will share that so you can get some more information um, about the Accelerator because it's a really brilliant program um, and it's, you know, it's really good for that accountability and the connections and all of the things that you need to really grow a huge business. I mean, Absolute Collagen, collagen is, um, you know, it's made over £30 million. It's just absolutely incredible. Um, the lovely skincare founder, Shalom Lloyd, um, talked about how she created a skincare brand because her little boy was born with really bad eczema and she she was a chemist and she put together um, she put together basically a concoction. She said she would have been, you know, seen as like a witch like years and years ago, but she put together this concoction that helped with his eczema and then it grew into an amazing brand and it's helped, you know, millions of people globally. That was such an inspiring story. And then Sanjay, who founded Spice Kitchen with his mum, just talked about how, you know, one Christmas day they had the idea to sell spices um, on eBay and then that's grown to a huge brand as well. And that was they've all been supported by the NatWest Accelerator. Um, and that's really all about, you know, saying yes to things even when it feels huge and scary. There's so much about that um, in the in the talks over the course of the day. Um, so that's number seven, say yes to things when they feel huge and scary. Um, then we had a brilliant, brilliant um, fireside chat with Stacey Solomon. Oh, my gosh, it was just mind-blowing. 
she like obviously I've watched Stacey Solomon on the X Factor and on I'm a Celebrity and you know you see her in magazines and over online you see her on social media and she always seems like such a lovely warm lady but wow just absolutely blew us away um with just how warm and kind and generous she really is oh my gosh honestly it's just amazing so she gave a fireside chat and she really is a fascinating um, person she's obviously built a brilliant personal brand she's got over like five million followers on instagram she's got all kinds of brands out there from collaborations with asda to um you know all kinds of different you know things around her brand she's just amazing but the other thing that she does is she has invested in, in a company she has invested in um in a hair care company and yeah it's called rehab basically stacy solomon found this product called rehab that was really great for her hair it's like a hair oil um and she just fell in love with it and she sent a message you know she put it on her instagram and the sales went crazy and then the, the founders of the brand got in touch with her and said oh my gosh thank you so much and she was just like well i do really love your brand and you know i just wanted to to give you a shout out but actually i really want to know more about you and she ended up meeting with these founders and she's now invested in them and it's just an incredible opportunity for them but she's just followed you know she's just you know got behind somebody whose product she loves and such an incredible opportunity for them but it also is such a lovely reflection on her that she's done that and done such an amazing thing for a small business but she talked about like loads of different things but one of the things that jumped out which i'm going to share with you now um the first one is and it's number eight, takeaway number eight is to let yourself off the hook with social media and be social on there and put your community first. So Stacey's built this huge personal brand because people love her. People will buy her books, watch her TV programs, buy her products in Asda or buy her new hair product because they love her. Um, and oh my gosh, like I say, the feeling in the room um, when she was talking on stage was just incredible. And she, you know, she went way over. Like Theo was like, literally, oh my gosh, what we're going to do? It's just insane. People were running up to the stage, giving her gifts. And it was just, oh, it was just madness. But also just so brilliant and so inspiring. And I think that's because Stacey is so lovely and warm. And she, you know, she really cares about the community. Somebody, um, she was talking about social media. Theo asked about, you know, what it's like having a platform um, and how she, you know, how she, does social media and she said I she said her advice is don't look at it as something to grow look at it as a community of like-minded people talk to the people who are there for you talk to these people who follow you because they get you um check in on them nurture them nurture that community ask for the for their ideas ask for their opinions on things she talked about being yourself um and you know just taking a real genuine interest in the people who follow you and caring about them growing a community and she also talked about um you know there being life outside social media as well um and to you know to try and separate them and be in the moment as well be there for your family be there for the people who you love um you know be there for people who are around you so that was really really interesting about her take on you know social media you know let it be social um care about your community nurture them um and yeah put that community first as well the other thing she talked about as well is that you do need to be seen, you know, you and this is why it's so incredible for people who she does give a shout out to on social media, um, because you do need to be seen, you do need to be visible, um, you know, you can't, you know, you've created your business because you want to make an impact, you can't hide away. Um, I'll quote her directly, what she said was, um, the reality for small businesses without huge sums of investment is that to be seen is so hard. There is incredible tech and there's incredible products out there that are innovative because they don't have a profile. They're not being seen. And a massive part of what I do is to get those people seen. Um, so that's what she does when she gives shout outs on social media. Um, and that's, you know, why it does have such an impact. But, you know, you as a small business only, you know, 
Stacey's saying it, can't stress it enough. You do need to be seen. You you know, we have to do this social media thing. We have to get in front of people who need, um, you know, what it is that we have to offer. And there are going to be days where you don't feel like showing up, and that's okay. But, you know, generally speaking, you do need to be visible. One lady, and she has got a business called um, Stamptastic. Oh, my gosh, she stood up. They did a QA and a at the end, um, and she stood up, and she said, Stacey, and she was in tears. She said, Stacey, I just want to thank you so much because when you shared my product, um, it led to, I think it led to just, a, it was around the £10,000 mark in sales straight away, and then a further £100,000 in sales. Um, and that was just from an endorsement from Stacey about her small business. And this lovely woman was in tears. And Stacey then got off the stage and she was hugging her and Stacey was in tears. It was just so, so, um, so just so heartwarming just to see. It was just amazing. Um, so, yeah, she was talking about needing to be being seen on social media. That's takeaway number nine. Um, and the other thing that Stacey talked about as well um, is she gave some good advice actually about working with influencers um, and working with people like her she said you know a lot of people will send her products and you know because like all of us she just orders things online all the time she'll get things that she hasn't asked for and she doesn't quite know what to do with that so she was saying you know what the best way for her to um, work with people is if they contact her agent ask if they can send products via them um, but also to tag her in posts um, and you know to you know to get noticed that way which to be fair I was quite surprised by because she must get a lot of tags but um she talked about tagging in posts and tagging in stories and she also talked about being prepared to send things to influencers without any guarantee um so you know if you do want to work with influencers i'm going to talk more about this actually because i've been doing this myself um then you know do be prepared to send things with no guarantee um so yeah that was that was the um the ninth takeaway um, that you do need to be seen and then the tenth takeaway is um you know don't be afraid to ask for help like all the people who spoke on stage were talking about how people had helped them, you know, whether it was Stacey Solomon getting that leg up from Simon Carr when she won, when she appeared on The X Factor and she had that opportunity, or, you know, Susan Bonner talking about how she grew her business idea into a 12 million turnover after being inspired by, um, you know, hearing somebody talk on stage at SBS and then working with other companies. She talked about working with, um, you know, NatWest, Virgin, Small Business Britain, Google, Small Business Sunday, and many others who had supported her. Um, you know, Susan Bonner shared a lot of different organisations who've been there for her. Um, but yeah, the real biggie was, you know, don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, we were in a room, we got an hour and a half of Stacey Solomon's advice. We also had advice from, you know, the NatWest team, other really big brands, you know, Absolute College and Spice Kitchen, tea with, you know, Naturally Tea with Skincare. Like, where else do you get things like that? You're getting that help, that help and support is out there. So don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, and I, you know, I can't stress it enough. Support is such a big thing. You can get it from SBS. Do think about going and applying. Do think about trying trying to be a winner go and have a look at you know what a sport is available for you locally there's so much out there be part of the SPS community um go and have a look at small business britain or you know natwest or all of the other organizations that are there for help uh, there to help you if you want support from me you know i've got a really affordable membership come and be part of pets get visible um help is out there don't be afraid to ask for it so they were my takeaways from small business sunday uh the winners event from 2024 i can't wait until 2025 um do let me know if this has inspired you um to go and um, try and be an sbs winner it'd be lovely to see you there going to run through them away we'll run through them again uh, number one keep getting up number two stop and send check what you're doing number three don't be afraid to change number four is always plan number five is ai is an inspiration and a helpful assistant it can't do everything for you 
Number six is you have to make money. Number seven is say yes to things even when they feel huge and scary. Number eight is let yourself off the hook with social media and be social and put your community first. Number nine is that you do need to be seen. Sorry, but you do. And number 10 is don't be afraid to ask for help. So I hope you found this podcast episode useful, interesting. Um, I, I will link to a lot of resources that I've mentioned in here in the show notes. Do let me know if it inspires you to go and be part of the SBS community as well. And if you have anything that you'd like to share with me or you'd like to chat about working together, just send me a message. I'm at Rachel Spencer UK on all platforms, or you can email me Rachel Spencer, sorry, Rachel at rachelspencer.co.uk. And it'd be lovely to hear from you. I hope you have a great rest of the week. I'll be back next week with another episode of the Your Pet Business Content Your Way podcast. Look forward to seeing you then. Bye for now. Bye.